When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. Oh, my God, Jessica. Good morning, Elsie. Dude, I'm pissy. How? You are today. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you're on a mission and you're wishing someone would cure your lonely condition. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes What's wrong with you today? Is, well, it, is no. it all the mercury and retrograde finally getting to you? Well, it's just Little that Little Miss Denial? It's, no, it's not even den- It's Well, it ha- but see, here's the thing I don't think it's mercury retrograde Whatever, I can't even say it It's just tech It's just no, tech No, but that's what it affects Tech, well, I know communication, it affects tech, transportation What I'm saying is that Why does everything fall apart all in the same time period If it doesn't exist? Well, it's not about the same time period. I mean, I know that these things, what we've just tried to do right now, happen to me every time when I'm trying a new piece of tech. Regardless whether it's you or whether it's with Rob, because we've tried it in the past. So here's what about the fact that I tried to open a file and it shut down like three of my things. And what about the fact that like yesterday my internet was so spotty that I hung up on a client three times. And then also Scott, our cell phone connection kept going on and off. Like it's like we're haunted. Either that or we're haunted. Well, I I have to say that I haven't noticed any other issues arise on my side of things. For have you had any arguments with anyone this week? You don't have to be specific. Not this week, but it might have been during uh, since retrograde. the fifth. It's been since the fifth. Okay, I might have, and it was kind of sucky. Yeah, yeah. it can't. That, yeah, that sucked. they're not good arguments during Mercury. No, they're not. But I mean, it was again realignment, going back to basics, all that same stuff. But let us just share with our listeners why I'm so upset right now. Okay. okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. Because I wasn't need, trying to skirt. No, no, no. Because because that's the, the this is what happened. So you know, and John, <laughs> we're not blaming you. <laughs> okay. So John, our producer. Sent us, uh, he told us about uh, a piece of tech or a little piece of, I guess it's an app. Is that what you would call it? And a browser app called. It's about as much of an app as like Buffer. Yeah. 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 It's like a, it's called Zencaster. And there will be a link in the show notes uh, about this. And. But hold off. What? But hold off. I know. (laughs) So anyway, so Zencaster is designed to sort of make it really easy for you to record double enders, which means that. You are capturing the audio on your side, and you are also capturing the audio on your guest side, but in their space. So what happens when you record via VoIP, which Skype is one of those things, there are times when Skype fails or you get like, you know, the the real weird xyloning thing that happens in the middle of the conversation where they turn into some kind of robot and it sounds really weird or people drop in the middle of the conversation and they come back. And that 
is okay. But when you have double enders, when you're, you know, when Jessica is recording locally on her side and I'm recording locally on my side, you get very crisp audio. So even if Jessica happens to drop in my ears, she never drops anywhere else. So there's that. I always thought it was Volp, not not VoIP. I think it's VoIP. I think you're right. I'm yeah. just saying I didn't know. <laughs> so anyway, so there's that stuff. So what Zencaster does is uh, it's, it's on a web browser. You are, as a person that has this account, and it's free for now because they're in beta, you know, you basically turn on, you can pick your, you can pick your microphone right from there. There's a chat right from the window. There's a way that the, your guests can actually raise their hand. So if, you know, if they're in the middle of a conversation, you can request to have something to say instead of talking over them, or your guests can do that for you. It's really cool. It actually records again locally, and then it immediately, almost into instantaneously uploads to a Dropbox account. And when it's there, then it's it's there. And it's split into two different sides already to for you to edit away. It's kind so, of the dream if you have a co-hosted show. Exactly. It's a total dream. And and we thought like, okay. And so our editor, John, decided, you know, you guys should try this out. It's really good. He made us a little video. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give it a go. I've heard about it for so much. In fact, even some of the other podcast guru types were really, really interested in this because somebody just did... I think it was, a, I'm not sure if it was a live recording somewhere where they had like five people on. And, really? you know, whenever you have more than two people, aligning the tracks to get like really crisp audio is really hard. I mean, even for an editor that's really skilled, it's hard to align the tracks so that everybody's conversation sounds like it's right on, right? So Zencaster was able to do that and it was super easy for post-production. So I thought, wow, that could be a really great solution for people so let's go ahead and try it and uh so anyway we tried it and uh we had some issues right jess well i mean mainly that she couldn't hear me talking which is kind of Uh, an issue when you want to co-host a show with somebody exactly and um you know i first when she came on i couldn't hear her she could hear me I don't know what you did, but then all of a sudden... I didn't do anything. I literally was just sitting here, and it stopped. All of a sudden, you just couldn't hear me. Yeah, well, no, first I couldn't hear you. Then I could hear you. Because I left. Oh, you left and came back. Yeah. And then I could hear you. Okay, and so then then I could hear her. And then as soon as I pressed record, it started to record, and then I couldn't hear her anymore. So maybe that's the beta part? So as soon as you started recording, could you not hear me, or did we actually start, and then you couldn't hear me? When I started recording, the I second hear. you push record, I don't know because the second I press record, I I started talking, and then you never answered me back, and so I thought, oh, she's just quiet because um, she wants me to so hear yeah, the it whole was the thing. Record button, maybe it was the record yeah, button. But yeah. anyway, but liter- but but anyway, all of that stuff took us thirty minutes <laughs> for us to get to that point. So then I was like about to rip my hair out because I was like, what? Half of that was me trying to figure out why my browser wouldn't open. Yeah, and then Jessica's browser wouldn't. Yeah, so there's like all of these tiny little things where you would think that if, you know, if things like that work, they just work. But when they don't, how do you troubleshoot Chrome not opening? Is is now the time? You know, it's like one of those things where if Chrome's not opening, what do you do? You have to go to another browser because you can't really sit there and re- which I did. I went to Safari, which Zencaster does not support. Okay. So then I had to download Firefox, which I didn't realize I didn't have on this computer. Mm-hmm. To make a long story short, Elsie got pissy about it. 
Whereas I don't tend to get emotional about technical stuff. I just find something else to do somewhere else. Like, okay, this isn't working. I'll just do my phone. This isn't working. Where's my iPad? Well, that's what I'm saying. But then that's when I first said, I'm like, let's do Skype. And you're like, I'm already here. Let's try this. And I was like, okay. Well, I'm just excited for the drama of trying something new. I'm well, always I thought it was that. awesome too. I mean, I'm, I mean, in, it, I mean, it, it it's was not fine. awesome if you can't hear me. Exactly. So, oh, and then another thing I found out, and I, I'm not sure that I got a response just yet, but uh, no, they just got the, re- the response, uh, the auto response when you send a support ticket. But I asked, is there a mute somewhere? Because a lot of the, and this is something that I teach personally to my clients, as well as in that, uh, my Skype tutorial that I have, that your mute button, I call it your, I said that your mute button is like your boyfriend. You got to, you know, you got to keep it close. You got to keep it close and you got to use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because what happens here a lot of the time is like, let's say Jessica is talking and then I have a coughing fit, then I mute myself. And then that way my coughing fit is not captured in my audio track either. It's gone. So even if in post-production, John is doing the editing it's not there. And it also helps Jessica because if she's in the middle of a thought and she starts to hear me that is having a coughing fit, she's sort of going to worry about me and go, are you okay? And it's going to stop her, whatever that is. But really, I'm still listening to her. I'm just coughing. So it really doesn't merit us stopping. And then also, I have my girls come up here a lot when we're talking and nobody knows the wiser. I just put the mute button on I can talk with them. I can scream at I can actually mute and go and scream really loud. You guys put the volume down. And you don't you guys don't hear that. And Jessica doesn't hear that either. No. And so our editor doesn't have to deal with editing or me. I don't have to deal with editing that out. But if I was in Zencaster, then there would be a lot more Jessica, hold on just a second. And then I would have to go yell. Or hold on, I got a cough. And then there would be like all these little extra bits and pieces that needed to be edited out so it doesn't sound obnoxious like constantly stopping so life is so much more complicated than i thought you see there's so much going on over here it's crazy so usually what happens is whenever jessica talks i almost automatically mute because i'd rather have an issue where she's quiet and kind of wondering if i'm coming in rather than me making a bunch of noise or not on purpose but if there's, you know, sounds coming from my side of the equation. So anyway, there's that stuff. Yeah. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. So it didn't work. So it didn't work. But you but guys can check it out. You do, Yeah. <laughs> this is much less of a sales pitch than we thought it was going to be. I know. I have like all the features here. I was going to be like all excited. This is what we're <laughs> doing. This is how it blah, blah. What the hell do we talk about now? I know. No, but kidding. see, listen, no. Zencaster seems to be really cool. I mean, honestly, for a lot of different... If you guys want to... Again, it's beta. So it's beta. And yes. mind you, there is also the X factor of Jessica and myself we might have done something wrong. So it may not be Zencaster. It might totally work for other people, but it hasn't worked for us this one time that we tried it. So we'll, but anyway, listen to this though. Uh, it, it records uh, shows up to three hours long, which is kind of cool. Uh, you can have an unlimited number of shows per month. There is no waiting for uploads, which I think is a, is a really key feature for a couple of other services that do this as well. 
where after you're finished recording, you have to wait all this time for the recording to come to your wherever it is that it goes. It's either emailed to you or it goes up into some cloud area. But with the Dropbox, it's it's like as it's being recorded, it is being synced to your Dropbox. So it's almost, again, it's almost immediate after you finish. They say that they have redundant backups. Each audio file is downloaded to the user's file system at the end of the recording. If you're unable to connect to Dropbox, you you always have these backups. You will never lose your audios, which means that, you know, the audio that you're recording is all is is again happening in the cloud, but at the same time you have a local copy yourself. So you don't have to freak out about that. And they have this thing which I'm not sure how this works. It says it's bad connection fallback plan. And it says bad internet connections won't foil Zencaster. Once the, Z- the recording is started, your internet can be completely disconnected and recording will still continue. Protecting you from losing audio is top priority, which is great. But how do I hear Jessica? Well, I think what that means is if I drop off, I can rejoin and you won't lose what we've done so far. Okay, got Whereas it. Whereas with Skype, oh. if my internet goes down, we only have that one piece. And then we, you know, like... We would have the, to start o- over. Yeah, we'd have to start over yeah. and then I'd have to cobble together. Like this happened to me once on Lady Business. Like she kept falling off. I don't know what she was doing. Right. But I had like 12 pieces to edit. Right, Some right. of them were like a minute long. It was so annoying. Yeah. So. Okay, got it. So All right. this will, yeah. So this way, if we're doing a show, I mean, that's actually probably best for three people because then the two of you could keep talking and then I would come back. Right. Okay. So that totally works. So um, I did hear and I told Jessica this. Did I already re- say, I don't know if I was telling you this before we started recording, but there were like, you can have a lot more people on this thing. It's not just yeah, two people. Said, yeah. Yeah. You can have. A lot more. So if, you know, people ask that all the time. How do I record if I have three people on the show or four people or five guests? You could do and they you. talk just like this. And they talk like this. They can do, you could do Zencaster. So now try it out. And, you know, it's, again, it's still in beta. And they say that for now, while it's beta, it's free to use. Uh, tiered monthly plans ranging from $10 a month to $20 a month once uh, Zencaster moves to paid. So there's that. I wonder if it's easier or harder to get fairly non-technical guests to use that over Skype. Yeah, that that's actually what I wanted to test How, out mostly. Because honestly, the interface is, is kindergartner easy. Yeah. yeah, totally. But will the, will the instructions make sense? Like if you send it to someone who's like an author or not, not that authors are not technical. I don't right, know what right. I was thinking with that, but just somebody who's like never on their computer right you know who i think of right away i hate to say this real estate agents okay. they're so phone centric and they are pretty much never on wi-fi because they're always out mm-hmm. so it's that's like true of, well you never know you never know if the ch- if there's been a change in the real estate industry but, but no but the point is somebody who i think of that doesn't always know how to do stuff on their computer and then would it be hard for that person to get on and do a recording with you totally i i agree I think that those are the people that perhaps this might serve the best. But and again, it is kindergarten easy. Like the interface is so simple. It's like mm-hmm. there's really nothing you can do, and everything's in your face. So like if you you can't miss a chat, it's like right there. You can't miss that your audio is being recorded because there's a little line that moves back and forth. You know, so there's all of these really simple things. I, I'm wondering the same thing, and I 
like from your perspective, I was just thinking like, what if I gave, you know, somebody who doesn't know, but what if their browser doesn't open? Just like you said, like, what if somebody only has Safari? What if, you know, the browser didn't open? What's like another thing? Like, what if you can't hear, like, I couldn't hear you. How do I help a guest? Like you're techie. How do I help a guest pick the right, how do I even know what they're doing to help them? That's all I'm saying. I guess, I guess yeah, no you matter have to what. Pick your mic. I mean, but right. No matter what. I mean, there's always Skype issues too. And I think Skype is even harder to figure out where to, you have to go into Skype and then under preferences. And then, I mean, it's no different, I guess, is it? Yeah, I guess we're a little bit more used to Skype. So anyway, if you guys have any, if you, if you listeners right now have been using Zencaster, send us some audio feedback. We're going to try it again. I'm not giving up. We're going to try it again at some point, possibly when I'm not so wound up and spicy. I did have some cayenne pepper <laughs> this morning. So maybe it's because of the heat that has made that'll me. That'll do it. So to be a little more spicy. I think that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, you spicy quesadilla, you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh At God. least as long as it's not in my direction, I don't care. <laughs> You're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a more toward like, dude, Zencaster. You're supposed to make me zen. And it did not. And it did not. It was sort in of fact. like I wasn't ready for this kind of energy coming at me so fast. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, God. So speaking of our stuff, our sponsors and whatnot. So, John, we're not blaming you for this. In fact, you should have heard us. It was crazy. I was just like going to be, mm, Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not going to be so keen on this. But anyway, but John from Audio uh, Editing Solutions, our editor, is fantastic. So if you want to give him a, a shout out, because I know he has had some great experiences with, um, I think, at least one client of his that's been using Zencaster. So obviously it works. Speaking of things that work, I also can say if any of you are thinking about sponsors, j- talk to John because simply from us starting to mention him on the show, he gets a couple leads a week. That's awesome. And that's not even any additional, like, no ad pack, you know, just from us saying check him out, which, by the way, he is really so great with customer service and he's so knowledgeable. So I do recommend you check him out. But also, if you're thinking about sponsors, it doesn't have to be, like, Mattel. You can go with someone that you already know and someone that you use and just see if they get a reaction, if you want to test it before you start pitching people for sponsors. But it's been working for both for all our sponsors. So I just wanted yeah. to put that out there. Yeah, that's really it's it's really fabulous. Uh, I really dig it, dig it, dig it. So um, so, yeah, and it's just some mention of it. It's it's very interesting. So speaking of sponsors, too, let's talk about Boss Talk really quickly. And I want to talk yes, about please. it from the perspective of sponsorship, right? Uh, people become aware of a brand because they support you and whatnot. So I went on a podcast that was a Spanish-speaking podcast, mm-hmm. uh, La Sunigracia. And it was uh, it was actually, I was so excited to go. It was a tech, it's a tech show. I think it's about podcasting. Sadly, I must, I was really bad at and not actually listen to an episode of his before going on. And he's been trying to get me on the show forever. And you know how hard it is to like line up schedules with somebody that's in Spain? It's hard. Can you still speak Spanish fluently the same as someone in Spain? Well, not the same as somebody in Spain because Spanish people have their own, like every Spanish no, but do you, country. Are you still as fluent? I am, but okay. I need to, pra- it's kind of like, you need to practice. You, you, well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Is that you, you don't speak Spanish in a full hour-long conversation every day, do you? No, I don't. 
Okay. Uh, but it does come back. It's really, it's sort of like, I would, I would assume it's kind of like bike riding or, or, yeah, you know, bike, yeah. or driving or something. If you haven't done it in a while, you, you kind of know where everything is. You feel a little off, but you know, you just need to be on it for a little bit. And then you're like, oh yeah, I totally know what I'm doing. Okay. You know? So with Spanish is the same thing, but I did tell them that, you know, I moved to this country when I was nine years old. And when I was nine, you know, things like the internet and, you know, uh, podcast hosting and bandwidth, like those were not words that were even in Spanish at that time. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you learn, right. like that's vocabulary. Like I'm like, listen, I know, a lot. I know how to speak the language, of course, and I can, but there are a lot of right. words that I have no idea how to say that in Spanish because I, I was, I was in a different country. Like I, I, I haven't kept up on that stuff. Right, 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 right. That wouldn't occur to me, but yeah. Yeah. So then tricky, I said, tricky. there are some terms, vocabulary terms that I, I'm going to need some help from you or maybe and then there's a lot of words actually that in English that you now sort of just say in Spanish and people kind of get what they are like you could say website even though you know you can say it in Spanish but if I said website people would understand what that is in Spanish so anyway that was but coming back to it I went into um I I got so much res- I got a huge response from the Spanish like from his audience, you know, I got to tell you, this is the most engaged audience response that I've ever gotten on any podcast that I've been on mm-hmm. engaged in social media. This was people who were sharing the podcast that were not like the podcaster, because I do see that there's a lot of podcasters that are marketing their own podcast out there. But this was like a huge response where this was his audience sharing his podcast reaching out to me, saying thank you for having me on the show, all this kind of stuff. I'm like going, oh, my God. I mean, it was really – I was pretty impressed. And emails and conversations. And wow. requ- I was like, geez, this is crazy. So then I did get an email from one of his audience members saying, I see that, you're, that you have a relationship with Boss Jock and that they're sponsoring, sh- uh, sponsoring you. That's really <laughs> cool. And I was like – Wow. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? It's like to me. So obviously, even just having a relationship online in some way with your sponsors is going to affect them in a way that they are going to be seen more. Absolutely. Right. So I was just I was kind of blown away by that. And so then I thought, how cool that we've now started a conversation in the Spanish market about Boss Jock. Yay! Boss right? Chuck, Boss Chuck. He's it, our man. I know. And so it's very, very, I'm so, I'm very proud of that. I really, I really think that that's really cool. Um, so anyway, no, it makes me want to kind of like go back and talk. I didn't talk about Boss Chuck. Uh, so obviously they went and did some research on my work because I didn't talk about Boss Chuck that time. We didn't talk advertisers at all. I mean, sponsorship. You just happened to notice? Yeah. We talked a lot about Libsyn. It was really Libsyn centric very hosting-centric and podcasting industry-centric conversation. There wasn't really – we didn't go into all the other stuff. And we did talk about She Podcasts and stuff like that, but I didn't talk about like, yeah, we have sponsors. Like I didn't say that. Isn't that neat? I have a funny story to tell you about that. But before, I just want to say I'm, I'm speaking at PodFest in Tampa at the end of February. Yay! And first of all, I'd love to see some of you guys there. But secondly, I'd like to have – I mean, not that I can't think it up myself, but – I'm trying to think of creative ways to use Boss Shock when I'm there. 
Oh, should that I record would be really myself cool. speaking? Should I sort of like record myself like girl on the go kind of? Should I interview <gasps> some of the guests? That would be really great. I would I love know. that. I like well, the girl on the go it. business. I think that that would be really cool if we get like a a, a streaming audio of Jessica's thoughts, thoughts while I'm. Oh, God help us. I would love. Okay, that. I'll do it. You should do that. I, you should I'll just totally be like, I just got off the, you know, off the airplane, and this woman in front of me is doing xyz i'm gonna do that using boss shock i'm excited okay thank you but also if you guys have any other ideas feel free to send them my way i would love to hear what they are and also we want to talk about edgar yeah because that's what we use to automate our social media marketing was it too early to change the topic to no dude just okay um so i just wanted to tell you guys that they gave us a coupon code for a free month of edgar so if you guys want to try it the coupon code is e as in edgar D is in dog, the number four, and then she pee. So it looks like Ed for Shep. <laughs> and it has to be capitalized. I think it has to be capitalized. Yes. Yeah, if it's not capitalized, no soup for you, It'll, like yeah. Rob would say. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes, but just try it out for a month. I mean, it's definitely better than doing everything live. So um, yeah. we recommend that. Oh, and I wanted to tell you this interesting story about a sponsor. So I can't say who. Oh, great. Okay. But it's somewhere, I have six different. So far, and I hope to get more speaking gigs this year, mostly about podcasting. One of Libsyn's competitors was supposed to sponsor one of the events that I'm going to be at mm-hmm. and is kind of balking because I'm such a Libsyn person. Oh, okay. And somebody else that will be there is also Libsyn. Not you, but someone else that will be there is also a Libsyn person. Not Rob. First of all, there's no reason why somebody wouldn't sponsor you because of me. But right. my partner does work there. Right. So we talk about it because I use it. And because she works there and she knows it and uses it. It has nothing to do with – like it's not even like – I don't have an allegiance except for – it's like having an allegiance to Mac. I use it. Therefore, I'm a Mac person. But it's not the same as having like brand loyalty. Right. But also, yeah, you work there. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a lame reason not to sponsor an event is because one of the speakers happens to use or – I don't think that we excessively promote Libsyn, do we? We just use it. We just use it. We talk about it. I mean, you like it because you like working there. And I do have a preference. I mean, you do like working there. And I, I, of course. But here's the thing, too, though. I really, really want podcasters to make the best choices for their stuff. Yeah. I don't want people to not choose something or choose something because I have me. Elsie has a bias. I don't I never want that. Well, you're and not so, so much a bias as it is a conflict of interest to promote someone else for you. Yeah, for me, yes. But that it doesn't would mean be. if I'm speaking somewhere you can't sponsor that event. Like it has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to ha- speak just about Libsyn for an hour. I couldn't possibly. No, you have no idea, dude. I got my own agenda, yo. <laughs> so anyway, I just yeah. I just thought that was interesting that I got that feedback, but I mean, he wasn't like so you can't speak. He just thought, is that weird? And I was like, kind of. <laughs> Because they're not an affiliate. They don't pay us to sponsor anything. She just happens to – that's her job. That's so funny. It's but I a, mean I guess technically that's true. I certainly wouldn't go after a competing company as a sponsor for our show ever. Right. Because it doesn't – there's some things that don't make sense but there's some well, things that – because they pay you. Really, right. They don't pay us but they do pay you. Right. They're, yes. It's so, my work. Right. So that is a conflict of interest. But so, that doesn't, it's just silly. Anyway. Yeah. So I felt anyway. that. I felt kind of guilty like I had done something, but I was just like, well, wait, that's not me. That's just them making excuses. Yes, they are making excuses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, they okay. Are. All right. 
Um, so, so that was my weird story. That's your weird, yes. And so I have a couple of resources, people. Get your notebooks out. In addition to Zancaster, which is a fail this time, there's another uh, app that just came out. It's called Loop Back. Loop Back. It's by Rogue Amoeba. And, you know, whenever Jessica and I or even Rob and I do a recording of anything uh, and we have audio feedback, we have, you know, voice feedback that has been submitted to us. The way that Jessica and I and Rob and I do this is by saying, okay, let's hear from our next voice feedback. And then Jess and I just stop talking. We give a little bit of silent time. Pretend Um, we're listening. We pretend we're listening, but it's really small. It's really just a few seconds. And then we just continue to talk about it because we've listened to the feedback prior to that. And, you know, that's the way we do it. And because if I were to play the the audio here, Jessica couldn't hear it. That's really what happens. So this app here, the loopback software, what it does is that it pulls the audio from any app into any other app, which means that if you use this new little bit of, of, of app here, you're able to put the audio feedback now. So what it would do is it could pull the audio. And then if I pressed or played some music for Jess or audio feedback for Jess or anything like that you have on your computer, both through Jessica and myself, we can both hear it. And it will also go into the recording. How cool is That's that? That's the ticket. Because I was going to say, it's not even about whether or not I can hear it. It's about whether or not that... I mean, even if we did stop and wait and you pushed play, it wouldn't get recorded. Yeah. So that's the, that's what it does. That is so good. I know. And it also works. And, and this has happened to me. And I did find a solution. It took me forever. And again, I wanted to pull my hair out. But when I was doing my garage band tutorial for uh, podcasting school, which is now you can buy on its own. What was really frustrating is that I was walking through all the stuff and then I wanted the people to listen to the different effects that certain tracks have on in GarageBand. And I wanted the listener to hear the GarageBand being recorded while I was using ScreenFlow. But unfortunately, ScreenFlow doesn't do that. And it's so annoying. I did, ha- I did figure out a workaround so that you could hear the audio, but usually it does not do that. So that if you are like showing a demo of an audio recording or you are edit or using editing, like if I'm, I'm demoing Amadeus Pro or I'm demoing a specific thing happening in GarageBand, you will, a screen flow will capture my audio, but it will not capture the audio of the app. Right. And it's annoying as all get out. So with Loopback, you can now do that so that things like ScreenFlow will, in fact, pick up all of these other things that are happening. How cool is that? It's awesome. The temptation is to start playing little bits and pieces of your favorite song. Don't do that. There's a copyright issue. Yes, I know. But I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, but, but like, how fun would it be? Well, see, this is what I was thinking about you and I, which I think would be really great. If we can get this going, because I, it's still, it, again, it's a piece of tech that I have to work with to make sure that it works. Or even you to make sure that it works. Uh, and, and you can download it for free so that you can test it out. And then it's $75 for this month. And then it's going up to $99 after January. But if we can play with it, it would be really great because then I, we can play the audio feedback from our people. And instead of having it all go at once, we can actually even comment as it's happening. Yes, I love Or that. we can stop in the middle. You know, because sometimes you have something to respond to. In a piece of audio. I know. Elsie can always tell when I'm listening to something because I'll start texting her furiously. 
<laughs> yeah. And so, but, but it would be really, really cool because that, how fun, because I know you got things to say and how fun would it be for us to play like a piece of audio that we heard from somewhere and for us to have like our commentary in the background? Well, I'll tell you, it would be exactly like a radio show because that's what they do. Exactly. So it would be so fun. So fun. How much does this thing cost? I just I told it. you, dude, $75 for the Why rest did I not? of the month. <laughs> it just didn't retain. I did hear you. And $99 afterwards. So what? And you, and you can download it for, it's a, an incredible piece of oh, audio. So it's not, not per like, month. No, you just buy it. You just buy it. Outright. And that's only if you have a Mac. And it's, yes, yeah, sorry. If you have a PC, stop that. <laughs> and yes, we are biased. Okay. And then the last resource that I want to share is Music for Makers. And Music for Makers, I found an Instagram. I have no idea how I found them. I think it was because I was looking at hashtags for podcasting or something. Yeah, rabbit hole maybe? Rabbit hole. Yeah, it was one of those rabbit hole moments. And then I found this. And then so this guy, this guy makes music. He said that he could not find music for the projects that he was doing, you know, like audio, like audio projects or like videos and stuff like that. He could not find public domain music that you could use on your in your stuff and for it not to be super expensive so he decided that he was going to do something about it and what you do is you subscribe to his email list and then he sends you a new song every tuesday and you just get the song and you can download the song and use it if you want and that's it then it goes away so you have to download if you want the song you got to download it and then i assume there's going to be very soon he's going to be having a paywall where you could find all of this music, right? Because that's he's got to make money too, I assume. But right now it's right. really cool. It's not like, you know, they're not like, whoa, that song just blew my mind. Like, it's not like that. But <laughs> they're great songs. That's why I wanted to, wear, to make sure we had the loop back. Is that How cool would it have been to play a little bit of that song, right? Because I've downloaded two of his songs. Is it so, good? Like, I'm telling you, they're like sound, soundy songs. Like... You know, they're great one. for transitions. It's not like you're going to play all 30 oh, seconds of a song. Okay. But, you know, they're really great for, like, crafting, moving from one segment to another segment, you know, whatever. So there you go. Music for Makers, free resource for you. Seems like he's a cool guy. Trying all right, to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up. Yeah. So, and I have a, I've downloaded a couple of his songs. So now I'll have, I can listen to them whenever I need a new song. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have those from Music for Makers. From that guy. Maybe we can use these when we're we can use these when we're clowning around a little. That would be. F- <laughs> I know. Give them over to John. John. Like when we're a- telling a story in the background, da, 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 <laughs> using loop back. Loop back. Exactly. See that? That would be great. We could do that. All right. So that's it. You want to chat a little bit of? Um, I want to talk rebrand, Jess. Okay. We've just rebranded, and there was just two messages. That came into our Facebook page. One of what? them says, love, wait, wait, one of them is from Laura Kupperman, and she says, love your, cov- <laughs> your cover photo, Jessica. Beautiful. Yay. Yay thank you. Isn't That's that nice? nice? Because Jess has been doing some rebranding. And then we got a private message. Wait, from, how do I not see From a lady. Part? And she said, from Jean Caton, or mm-hmm. Katon. Um, she said, gorgeous, look, I assume. I don't know why that's a private message, because that would, but whatever. But anyway, Jessica has been sweating, switching <laughs> things around. She's getting swangry at herself, I guess, trying to get all kinds of pretty colors. <laughs> I just want it to be done now, now, now. <laughs> I know she does. So all of a sudden, most of you guys might have known our, fa- our Facebook page, 
our Twitter account, our uh, the She Podcast Facebook group have gotten a little bit of a a beautiful upgrade due to Jessica with all kinds of really fun new fonts and colors and then you we're getting and we also have a new um what do you call it uh artwork artwork 1400 by 1400 podcast artwork yes yes it's actually 3000 but yes 3000 yes yes yeah you know we got a lot of new members and you know actually even just when i redesigned the last the website like a couple of months ago, I was starting to feel like I was really getting tired of looking at that green, spotted, stripy background. Like I, I don't like that. But yes. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> Why didn't you say something three years ago when I created it? I'm just curious. Because I love the lady. Because at first, you know, isn't that so funny? Because at first, you just see the lady. The lady just jumps at you. The well, lady. Ch- right. You but know? When I was making Facebook and group things, I was just like, man, this background is flipping awful so i put up with it for a little while and then you know as we're growing i just and we're i'm about to pitch sponsors again for this year and i'm just like i kind of just want something a little sleeker and not necessarily more professional but something more sophisticated i guess yeah why neon i don't know but what like you mean why neon well i kind of you know the home the cover is now it's like that lady and black with neon. It has oh, like a neon. I see. Yeah, yeah. All okay. of the pictures have like a bit of a neon twinge and like you'll notice like the Sharpies and all the little things in our the glasses. It all has our, our color scheme. Yeah. And that's consistent throughout all the different images. But I don't know if neon is necessarily more professional, but the just the images as opposed to cartoon feels better to me. Yeah. And it, it, it seems more earthy. And yeah, yeah there's and, and what's really lovely is that the color scheme is like everything because <laughs> kind of because yeah. her hair, you know, the lady's hair is so full of color. So it's not like we we can just play with whatever colors we have. Yeah. I mean, know? for the images, I tried to focus on teal, yellow, teal, yellow, pink, purple and lime. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. But yeah, I mean, if we're creating stuff, it does. Everything matches. So it's good. Yeah, it's it's true. So the only thing I think Jess has to update is the Twitter banner. Yep. I was yeah. working. That's what crashed my computer earlier. Oh. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was thought, because while we're talking, sometimes if I'm doing, I mean, sometimes these are di- designs are just a matter of, I'm learning to do them faster by embedding all the pieces I want, just all on top of each other. And then once I know I have every piece, then I start rearranging them around. So I was starting to just do like, I wanted to just pull the Sharpie, pull, you know, pull the pieces that I wanted. And then once we got off the phone, I would focus more on it. It's just kind of like mindless work while we're chit-chatting. Yeah, totally. It's really, it's kind of like coloring. Yeah, and now I can't open Chrome and I can't open Photoshop. I'm afraid to open Dropbox. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, so um, that's the last one, I think. And then and then I'll focus on the website header and then we'll be done, I think. Fabulous. No, it looks really, really great. So thank you. give us a scoop on, well, I mean, you, you basically said that you were kind of sick and you wanted the slickness of, of a rebrand, right? So, you know, there's a lot of people that are talking about rebrands all the time. And I feel that there's a little bit of a different conversation to have. And I, I kind of want to go a little bit deep into this. I don't so, know if it's a rebrand so much as it is a refresh of our brand. Yes, exactly. So, because a rebrand would maybe require a new title, a new name, yeah. a new... McDonald's, like, they don't rebrand. They just kind of, like, refresh the logo. It still looks pretty much the same. Right. They change the fonts like once or twice, but like it's pretty much the same. Like, are you talking about what I did or are you talking about 
I want to go in a different direction with my show. What now? Well, see, this is this is a conversation that I wanted to talk about is what you just asked. So and, and I'm not talking about us. <laughs> I'm talking about the community. No, I know. But, but you also know, our the, show has shifted from when we started it. It has shifted. It has. It shifted. was just about women and podcasting. And now it's about women and podcasting <sighs> and traveling and being a lady and being a mom and dealing with dudes and like. Well, you know, so here's how I feel it has shifted. And I think that you're kind of in cap. I forgot where, gosh, I forgot. Oh, well, just just even in the title itself, even in the new artwork, it says She Podcast with Elsie and Jess. Where before it seemed to be, it was, it was a show for women about podcasting. It was sort of like that. Whereas now it's become, now it's become just us. Now it's become like, we're talking. (laughs) Well, it had our full name. It said Elsie Escobar and Jessica Kupferman, but I feel like that's not maybe necessary anymore. That's also a statement. Yes. Like I purposely didn't put our last names because I want, I mean, if you, okay, I, yes, I, I did rebrand on one level for our sponsors, but another level for our listeners. Like I want to give the impression that people don't need more than Elsie and Jess. They know who the hell we are. <laughs> exactly. You know. Well, but, but that's what I'm saying. There's no other Elsie and Jess. <laughs> It's like Lucy and Ethel. Yes. You know. I don't have to say Lucille Ball and Ethel, whatever her last name is. <laughs> Who even remembers Ethel? I'm the Ethel. I know. I'm just somewhere people will be like, what the hell is Jessica's last name again? But anyway, um, it just needs to be Elsie and Jess. Tina and Amy, Elsie and Jess. Yeah. And, but, but, that's what that. I, but that's that what I'm saying. That was a conscious decision. Yeah. It's like yeah. we talk about, you know, primarily podcasting because, duh, it's kind of our business and – stuff but we also talk about other things like there's lots of other conversations that we're having that have have some angle some tech angle but there's a lot of stuff that we talk about that has no podcasting angle really it's just us talking and it seems like people like that and i enjoy that a lot more so yeah i mean right yeah so there but but anyway Coming back to to what I wanted to talk about, which is it's a little bit different with the refresh that you did right now. The refresh right now started visually, right? This is a visual revamp. It's a visual like spiffing up. It's basically you'll see it. This is not something right now you'll hear it. We've been up leveling our audio since we started a little bit at a time here and there. We're still testing things out, possibly adding other things later, but it's a slow process. It's not like all of a sudden we're going to come back and then we'll have like a whole entire new show, right? It's still Elsie and Jess, which is just being more focused on. But what I'm kind of coming back to is I've seen, you know, I've seen people posting about, you know, the dreaded pod fade, which we've had shows about that in the past as well, where pod fading basically means, you know, you start your podcast and, all of a sudden you just disappear like nobody ever hears from you again. It's not like you ended the show. It just goes away. And there are so many podcasts that do that. There's quite a bit. It used to be that people couldn't really get past episode 10. That was like a generalized data point that went back and forth in the potosphere with no actual data backing it up. It was mm-hmm. there, there was no like there, you can't go back to the source, although the source I do believe was Cliff Ravenscraft a while ago in one of his podcast answer band show back in the day where he mentioned off the cuff, 
um, from, you know, I've been working with hundreds of podcasters. I've had, you know, I've worked a lot with a lot of podcasters and it looks to me from the people that I've worked with, if you can make it past episode 10, you're good because there's a lot of people who quit before that. That was basically a statement from his experience. It wasn't like, this is the truth, people. But it, for somehow, it just kept going. And now what I've seen is that people are a lot better prepared when they begin podcasting. There's a lot more focus involved. There's a lot more you know, time spent preparing. So moving past the 10 episodes is pretty easy. What I've seen as an issue, and I've mentioned this in the past, is that whenever podcasters get to a specific goal they have set to for themselves possibly, or it's just something that generally you celebrate, like you hit your hundredth episode, you've been podcasting for a year. Those are the podcasting related ones. You've hit X amount of downloads. You know, I hit 150,000 downloads. Yay. There's this like real huge celebration. And then all of a sudden the air just leaves. It's like, okay, I climbed the mountain. Crickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so then it's sort of like now and then there's the okay, I did it. Now what? So, and that's when the the thoughts process starts to Oh, and then so anyway, uh, let me continue on the thought uh from there. So there's the podcasting related big milestones that you hit. And then there's also the personal milestones that you might hit. Perhaps you got married, perhaps you moved, perhaps you changed jobs, perhaps you had a baby, perhaps, I don't know, you you had a divorce or there was a death in the family, you know, things like that that happen that are big moments that generally um, move the energy around in your life and you start to take stock. And oftentimes during that time, people say the podcast has to go. Like that's the thing that is going. Mm-hmm. And then what, right? So then what people are doing nowadays, before people would just kind of fade away, but it seems like nowadays people have built their brands, they've had a following, and now they're looking for something else to do. And they're like, what do I do next? Do I add it to this? Do I add it to that? I feel like I'm not this person anymore. I want to be, I want, I, this doesn't fuel me. I want to do this now, right? Haven't we heard, how many times have we heard that? How many times have I said that? Well, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Sad but true. Sad but true. You have said that. In fact, <laughs> say it all the time. You say it all the time. <laughs> so, uh. but there's a lot of our ladies that I've seen that ha- that are are say that are, it's ca- like three this week. Three, three. Two of them are part of our course. Mm-hmm. You know, podcasting school for women, or even the she PVIPs. You know, the mastermind group because we still have a. We still have a little mini group in Facebook also that uh, we post in there. But there's still that like, you know, we start like there's all of these women who started out being X and then X no longer fills them. Now they want to do Y. What do next? I noticed one, but she. okay. so Heather, if you're talking about Heather Rampola, Mm -hmm. she was in my very first class of podcasting school for women, which is like two years ago. And I told her then, because she did a branding session with me, I told her then that it, I wasn't sure that it was the right brand because the reason she was doing, and she admitted this in, in an email, the reason why she was doing what she was doing is because she got interested in this thing because she and her husband were starting to try and eat better. It wasn't like a necessarily like the true passion or calling, but she kind of like heard me and I don't know, she says it bugged her the whole time. But like, 
so she's long overdue for actually a refresh of her brand or a rebrand per se, because I don't think that brand quite fit her in the first place. I don't know who the other two are that are changing gears, though. I know why she's changing gears. Well, see, so let's talk about that a little bit, too, because that's why a lot of people start podcasting. Like there was a what was the? Oh, my gosh, I'm so bummed out because I followed her on. She used to Instagram. She had the baby, the baby podcast. Um, Which one? Gosh, I believe she might, she might have been in your classes. Well, maybe she. Um, gosh, it was pregnancy perfect. Is that? What oh it was yeah, called? yes, I know pregnancy, pregnancy perfect. perfect. Yeah, and it's what happened to her? She 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 got really big. Pregnant, you know, she got really big, and she yeah. and the reason she started that, and I don't know if it was per- pregnancy perfect. To be honest, she not do it anymore. Sure. No, but get this though, she sold her brand. Oh right. Remember? What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying <laughs> is the reason she started is because she was pregnant. And she was oh, looking got it. to align with somebody that was doing her stuff. And I, you know what? I don't even know if this is, I hope. I'm so sorry if it's the wrong podcast. But, it, it, you know, I don't want to, like, name it one thing if it's not that. But it was a pregnancy podcast. And then she sold it because she was pregnant at the time. And she wanted to... You know, she was no longer interested because her baby, like she had already gone, she had had her baby, she had moved on, and she was now going back to real estate with her husband. And so she didn't have a need for that. So what she did is she sold her podcast and she sold her brand. And so the brand, I I do believe, still continues. But what I'm getting at is that a lot of the time when we start podcasting, the reason we start podcasting is because we are going through something or we feel we need to you know, talk about a specific something. True. And then... So now, so you're saying once you're done going through that... Yeah, sometimes it's like, uh, yeah, what if like we would have started something because we had, you know, well, you still have a baby. But like, let's say I started when I had had my girls, there comes a point when my girls are four and seven, I don't want to get behind the mic and talk about them anymore. I think that's what happened to Manic Mommies as well. Manic Mommies, which pod faded like I believe last year or the year before... They basically were done. I mean, they started in 2005 when they were new stay-at-home moms or work-at-home moms or work-and-home moms, and they had little tiny people living in their house. And then all of a sudden, you know, seven years later, eight years later, ten years later, they have teenagers. Hmm. So they don't want to. Any, like, their whole life changed. There's no reason, like, there's no reason to continue that, even though the brand itself was really, really solid. I mean, they used to do some, they used to get some serious sponsorship, like cars, like cars sponsorship. I think Ford sponsored them. They did a, a cruise. They used to have meetups all the time for Manic Mommies, and people would actually show up. I mean, it, you know, like, really fancy things every year. And um, they let it go because it didn't really resonate with them anymore. So I think the biggest question that I hear out there is, should you ride the wave of your listeners or your or your brand that you established, or should you start anew from scratch? I mean, I don't think it's a very good show if you're talking about a topic that bores you to death. Right. But what I'm saying is, if let, let's, say, let's say I'm doing a show about pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm done being pregnant. Now I have an autistic child. You know, my baby was autistic and I want to start talking about that. I have a really vibrant community of people who are really interested in the pregnancy stuff and some of them might resonate with my story. Should I, what should I do? How, how do I leverage 
my past audience to come follow me in my new stuff. What would you uh, say? That's tough. That's the question. Because I think I would do what um, Pregnancy Perfect did and try to find someone to take over the old show. And make, and, and kind of do you want to take it over, wash your hands of the whole thing and here you, 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 you do it. But how do you leverage those same people for yourself? Do you? No, you have to find people with autistic kids. They're right. not going to be the same people. Okay, but that's see. a special. Wait, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I was thinking of trying to find something that was in alignment with, with, I don't but think, still not quite. Different. Like if it was like all of a sudden, like, I, wanted, I don't think all the same people who. I mean, obviously not all the same people who were following me on Lady Business Radio listen to this show. It's sort of similar, but sort of not. Yeah, but they wouldn't listen. Because we don't talk about running a business and being an entrepreneur right. really ever. No. Nope. But I didn't I'm not going after I don't email them about this show. I don't ask them to I mean I did at first, but whoever that's, didn't Okay, come. so let's talk about that. That's that's okay. what I want to talk about. Okay. Right there. So you got in, you have a new show. Like what would you be your first steps? I would probably email them and say, I've started this new show. Anyone who's, you know, something like, I've started this new show. Here's why I'm interested in this topic now. Um, if anyone else has a similar story, we'd love to have you or check it out. Okay. Now I'd let's, probably do that like once or twice. Once or twice. Okay. Because yeah. I wanted more logistics on this. How would you handle it and be a social media and stuff? I mean, that's a good question. Well, for this, I just started a new Twitter and a new page and just went after new people. I mean, I still talk about... For a long time there, I was promoting both on my – like Twitter, for example. Right. It was all getting tweeted through Jess Kupferman and she podcast. And I just – I never had a Twitter for Lady Business Radio. But um, it was all getting promoted through both for the longest time. Right. And then and then I podfaded the other show. But I don't know if it's completely out of my system. But yeah, so I don't know. I mean – you just promote what you're doing. People are either going to like it or they're not. They're either going to keep following you or they won't. Like I look on my Twitter and I see people dropping off and um, that's okay because when I first started Twitter 10 years ago, I was only talking about design. I don't expect those people to keep following me. I right. don't talk about design hardly ever now. Why yeah, would they? that's right. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I mean, I guess you just – you're community is going to change just like your it's kind of like your in-person circle of friends right like i had a really tight group of friends at my synagogue i had two bar mitzvahs right in a row i got tired of going to synagogue i don't talk to those people that much anymore that's all yep so it's not about love because that, that, that's what i'm trying to get into the conversation of why it matters you know why it matters to keep what we built or if we should just start from scratch and and really measuring what really matters for you out there because i saw Katie, you know, from Brain Burps about books, who is, uh, you know, coming to kind of like a head or something like that. She's built a really strong brand, really, really strong brand of people who have who really love her show. She's got, you know, a Facebook group. She's got courses and and whatnot. And, you know, she is now feeling like her show is not exciting for her anymore. And well, did she do like movie burps about no, books? She, no, she's, she has a whole other business. She already has an idea. She already oh. has an idea of what she wants to do. And do you remember what, what the idea is? I'm trying to search for. Yeah, I don't remember what the idea is, but I'm thinking like if it's completely unrelated, you just have to let that other community go or just tell them about it a little bit. 
It's not. It actually, she tagged you on this post, and I have not answered either because this is the real. This is why I wanted oh, to yeah. talk about it because okay, it's too much of a conversation. So here she says, she says, mm. I've been on hi- hiatus for my five and a half year old show, Brain Burps about books, about the craft and business of children's publishing for a few months because my husband and I acquired a forty-six year old educational company for writers last year that was at a dead stop, and it uh, is a boatload of work to get up and running. It is my niche, but I've bit different since we have we give college credits for our courses i've been thinking of shutting down my show i love it it's very popular but i've never made any real ka-ching from it i edit it interview cancel or screw up things up up the timing cost me lots of work and time etc but i know it's helped a ton of writers and it's number one either it's from the number one to number 10 in a bunch of categories but it's always taken me a bunch of hours and in the week i have approximately 215 interviews out of 230 or so episodes i was burning out in our new business i'm working on a not yet announced program that writers called procrastination salvation because i know procrastination is the biggest block for my tribe to either finish or starting their book I'm now reconsidering stopping my show, but changed the format from interviews and reviews to commentary, ready-made scripts by riffing of all of my procrastination salvation essays written in advance for each month's newsletter. I think I could easily batch record a month at a time, never batch recorded before. The show should be way shorter, different format. So my questions to you are, do I continue with brain burps about books with its five and a half year equity? Call it Procrastination Salvation from Brain Burps About Books. Launch a whole new podcast called Procrastination Salvation. Nobody was launching back when I started my show. I have way too much on my plate, and and a launch is a huge deal, right? Plus, I have all the built-up equity of Brain Burps About Books. I would love, love, love some experienced thoughts. Thank you. First of all, number two, no. You're not (laughs) going to call it Procrastination Salvation from Brain No. Just no all around. (laughs) Why do you say that? Because is that too long to say? People are going to wonder what the hell it's about. What the hell is that about? All right. Yeah. People won't know what that's about. Okay. Because she just explained I don't know it to what it's so. about. And I just heard that whole thing. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, I do know what it's about. I'm joking. But like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. A new listener will be like, what the frigagles? Um, number one, do I continue about brain with burps about books with a 5.5 year equity? I mean, no. You know, I just searched on her name, Davis, in our group. And I found a post from November saying she was sick of doing that show. Right. This is now the third month after that. She's still going along with the show, hating her life. You know what it is, Jess? It's I got to tell you, honey. It's like the it's the equity that she's talking about that's keeping her. And we all have that, especially with some of our brands. And I mean, and I know you have that with that's Lady Business biggest, Radio. My biggest struggle every day is what yeah. do I do with that equity? What yeah. do I do with that equity? Where can I bring them? Yep. I mean, there's but there's no reason why they won't listen to the next show. Just let this one die if you don't want to talk about books anymore and just start talking about procrastination. Yeah, it'll be short, but there's no reason why um, that equity won't move over if you just say, yeah, brain burst without books. Yeah, we're over that now. Let's talk about procrastination. Are you into it? Here we go. And they'll either listen or they won't, but you'll get a whole slew of new people that want to hear about that that don't give a fart about books. Right. You know, so it'll just be different. 
this is what like some of the thought and I and that's why one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is because I didn't want to put this out down on a piece of paper because it would I would be writing forever and I'd rather talk yeah, about I it. mean the, just so, just to interject really quick yeah the go ahead. reason I am saying walk away from it is because yeah I have all this equ- equity with lady business but when I didn't want to talk about it I didn't now I might want to talk about it again so I'm thinking about it but for a long time I I said here on the show I don't wanna so I'm not gonna and I kind of feel like she should do that. That's all. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. So so the beginning of this would be what you can do if you want to leverage those those people right now is I would create a series of ending podcasts for Brain Burps About Books. So I would publish maybe, uh, I don't know, two to five last episodes of Brain Burps About Books, very conscious, giving the audience the best that you can that they are come to expect. And at the same time, edit within those mini commercials for your upcoming show so that it becomes you do it over and over and over again. Mm. By the way, I have, you know, procrastination station or whatever it's called. Procrastination salvation is happening. And this is the kind of stuff we're going to be covering. Play a little bit of what maybe her first episode and possibly even Put on the feed the first episode of Procrastination Salvation with a specific intro for the brain burps about books people That's right, at the, right at the good top. Idea. So That's then a that very way, it, but again, be really specific from two to five episodes that she can publish within a month or a month and a half or however to start guiding those people to come to the other one and then have a nice, like, I can't even say like a total ending show, possibly something that does put like an end to it, but perhaps with a little bit of opening. So it's sort of like, you know, if you were leaving a soap opera, it would be like, you know, somebody moved out of whatever the, you know, that city that they live in, like they moved away rather than getting killed. Like, you know, it's kind of like that's you, you've been written out of the show rather than being killed out of the show. Right. So it would be something like that so that if she ever needs to come back for whatever reason, that could happen. The other thing that you could actually leverage inside of your feed itself, if you have the time and resources to do this, is and and this is why I keep all of my gosh darn it raw files on an external drive, is if for some reason I ever needed to to do this, I could. If uh you know to pick and choose the most downloaded episodes from the show, or perhaps even like the last five episodes before you start these new ones to, to kind of like wish yourself away. And then what I would do is I would replace the file, the original file, and just add an intro, like a 30-second commercial at the beginning saying, hey, find my new show, XYZ at XYY. Do subscribe. And then it's the same show that they've listened to. It's sort of like you're just appending a new, a sort of like a mini recording. And you can very easily do that with Lipson. Super, again, this is not a Lipson. I'm, I'm t- talking Lipson because the Lipson, uh, you know, I That's all we Lipson. know, people. That's all we know, people. So for Lipson, you can do that. I'm sure you could do that maybe with other, I, I don't know exactly how that works, but you can replace those uh, those files very easily in Lipson. And, and it goes into the feed. So that if anybody else starts to download those other episodes, they're going to get, 
you're, they're going to get the new file with your little commercial at the beginning so that you're leveraging those people as well. I would do that with show notes and start to send people to the show notes as well. Like the first thing, if people go to Brain Burps About Books and maybe go into the website, all that kind of stuff, the first thing that I would have right at the top of the blog post is, I have a new show now, or we've moved here. This is what I'm doing now. If you want to get to know me, blah, blah, blah. Put it right at the top, whatever you want, so that people can click through. 100% agree. You can click, have people click through through that, right? Because everybody's looking for you. Everybody's going to your stuff. Yeah. Now, if you're going to relaunch with the same topic just because you don't like your brand, I don't really recommend you do that. It's no, 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 no. If it's confusing. Yeah, yeah. That's going to get confusing. This is just for to leverage, and because it actually kind of matches up, it's still kind of you know, that kind of stuff so that you, you do use that stuff. Now, the question that I have the biggest issue with here, and in this perhaps maybe I'm the only one that feels this way, I'm not sure, but it was number three, launch a whole new podcast called Procrastination Salvation. Nobody was launching back then when I started my show. I have way too much on my plate and launch is a huge deal, right? Plus I have mm-hmm. all, and, and, and you know what? Launch is not that big of a deal, because the, the launch is a big of a deal to your own audience. If you have a list, if you have, you know, if you're launching and you've ever launched anything, a course or, uh, I don't know, a new uh, autoresponder series or whatever, anything that you're launching yourself, you know how you have to move your people, your Facebook ads and all that kind of stuff. You know yeah. how to do that yourself. Yeah. I don't want you to think that because of new and noteworthy, you are going to lose. So if you do a proper launch, leveraging your own audience outside of iTunes, you will 100% hit new and noteworthy. And it doesn't even matter. I got to tell you, the most amount of downloads you're going to get with new and noteworthy is probably around 200 a day if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're not featured, it's going to go down. There are X factors. There are people like Shell Hamilton's Meditation Minis, who was able to really sustain and keep her audience at a really huge level. But you have to understand that Shell's Meditation Minis are is a very unique podcast, meaning it's very short, it's evergreen, and it's bite-sized. And a lot of people do the th- – just like Elsie's yoga class. There's a lot of people that do the same thing over and over and over and over again. So you can get somebody who is downloading a meditation from Meditation Minis every day of the week over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And that counts. I mean, if you start to think about that, that's how many days? Like that's like 30 downloads for just one person Yeah, in one month. It's amazing. So then like you can't, you know what I mean? You cannot, I mean, yes, the numbers are great and that's a great successful way to see it like in terms of iTunes and seeing all those downloads, but you don't really know how many people are actually, how many of those downloads are one person and how many people, you know, you don't know that. Yeah. So that's the only thing. If it's about new and noteworthy, it's really not Forget about it. It's not, it really, it's like, it's, we had for Thanks Podcasting, I launched for that, you know, and it, we send an email out to the list. We did start to get like a big movement from our own people driving the stuff. We emailed iTunes, actually Rob did, and, and iTunes deliberately put our thanks podcasting on the front page of New and Noteworthy. They did it. They handpicked us and stuck us in there mm. for two weeks. Did and it, it was, I don't know, a hundred downloads out of the two weeks that we got. That's lame. So 
if you have, you know, if you have some, and mind you, Thanks Podcasting was also a podcast that was very centric to podcast. Like it was very niche oriented. So even if we were in the front page of iTunes, there's a lot of people going into iTunes that are not interested in Thanks Podcast. They have, they have no interest in it whatsoever. So... And that's okay. And that's okay. Not everyone has to be interested in your thing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But there are certain things like meditation minis who I think there's a lot of people who, regardless of what they are, are interested in that. I mean, there's apps for that. There's uh, Everybody at some point wants some quiet and some meditation. Like, there, there's more of a possibility to get that out rather than something that's very specific like... Uh, you know, children's books, which is what she was talking about at that time. If you're, you know, if you're like on the front page of iTunes with children's books, you are going to appeal to people who happen to have that affinity. So, um, but that's not what she's doing now. But what I'm saying is, if it's about the launch aspect of it, you have to leverage your own platform. Focus on that. Do your work on there. And all of the rest of the results will actually follow. There are a few things that I think are, are important. Like in the first, you know, we talk about that in Podcasting School for Women. So if you guys want more of those tips, you have to get the course. But um, we do talk about very specific things you, you have to have when you're launching or that will help you more, like sending people into iTunes for the first couple of weeks and then slowly sending more people to your website and iTunes and then eventually just your website. But at the beginning, you do leverage that. So those are little tactics you know, tactics to have. But for the most part, if you establish your brand and you really can move your own people, and if she has a group that's really engaged, that's another place where she could start to leverage that. She can ask them to share her podcast. She can ask her her current audience to share her podcast, her new podcast as well, inside of Brain Burps About Books. So there's so much to do that you can do and that equity, you can just think, think about it. Think about how they can support you because they love you so yeah anyway those are i don't thoughts. think it's a complete i mean katie it's not yours is not a complete transition it's like a subtle transition maybe i mean everyone procrastinates so you might grow even bigger it's the people who are completely changing gears that it's like wow well, i don't know if you can bring them over you know your audience though yeah sounds like you yep, know yep. And it's true, like, um, there was a conversation in there with, with Chris Dirsch, and she had two thoughts. She said, she said, first, a launching is a, only a big deal if you make it. Go, Chris, go, Chris. She's been listening. Um, and she says, I think podcasters put a lot of pressure on launching because they want to be in you and noteworthy. We already talked about that, as has been discussed, and it's really kind of lame. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so second, and this is uh, as a fan of your show, she says, you've already been through a transition in what you do. I adore brain burps about books, and I recommend it to people. But I find myself saying it used to be this now it's that they are both awesome but it's different now Mm -hmm. right and you know what as a listener that's true because usually you fall in love with something and it used to be this and now it's that and I went through that with one of my favorite podcasts which was buzz out loud there were three hosts in that show that I fell in love with and I adored it was a daily show daily daily tech news show there was something about the chemistry of those three and then one left and then there was another guy, which, and it was all right. And then, then there was another co-host that left, and then there was another one. So there's like three people, but it wasn't the same three people anymore. There was only one that used to be there. And then it just kind of lost its thing. And so I still would say that it was my favorite show, but I would always say, but it used to be like this. It's not mm-hmm. like that anymore. Hmm. So it was like, well, if, if that's your core audience, they're not going to stick with you anyway. I stopped listening to Buzz Out Loud. 
you know, because it lost its thing for me. It lost the co-hosts. I followed the co-hosts. <gasps> There's a thought. You see that? I followed mm-hmm. the co-hosts. I followed to what they, where they went. Yeah. There's people that I fell and in love with. And people will. Yeah, yeah, I followed them. I, I left the show. I left the brand because it wasn't the same. And I followed the co-host. Do you want to hear something funny? Speaking of following the co-host, mm-hmm. you know, um, when I was doing the show, my top episodes for Lady Business Radio were all the ones with sexual innuendo in the title. Do you want to know what the top one is now? What? My last interview with you. <gasps> Get out. Well, that's Not- because it's the last one, dude. No, it wasn't. I had I had another four or five after that. Oh, you did? It has nothing to do with that. <gasps> How funny. It's because people come from here and they hear me talk about it. And the, I mean, if they're uh, at this point, because I haven't done a show in a year, they're hand selecting episodes. Right. And that's the one they hand select by far, by far. Wow, the that's most, so the funny. Most. Yeah. So I was just saying that to prove Elsie's point. They really do follow you. That's my most popular show. And it's my most popular page on my website right now. Wow, that's bizarre. I mean, I mean, I, it, I mean, it does prove a point. Yeah, people will follow you. They want to go where you go. They're listening here, probably, and going there, or they're um, they know that I'm that yeah that we're Jelsey and S. <laughs> I'm gonna change the cover art to say that Jelsey and S. We're Elsie and Jess, and so <laughs> I can't believe I did that. And so um, yeah, so they go and. And look at that. They don't care. Maybe they're not caring about the other episodes, but they're interested in our dynamic there, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, totally. But you need so, to go? I feel like we're pushing your time I know, dude. Now I have to, yeah. So, But we, we've been talking for so long, so this is good. This is a pretty decently long show. Sorry oh my God. not to interrupt the show by saying Elsie has to go, but guys, Elsie has to go. Dude, I have to go. She has so, so. much to do. That's part of the why she's pissy. I know, but then I got excited because we were all talking. But anyway, I know. So, well, I if you guys have you up anything, you know what? Why don't you send us some voice feedback and see if we can figure out this loop back, loop back. business? Somebody, um, anybody, don't make it be me because that's just embarrassing. No, we're gonna have to figure this out. So you can send us feedback using Speakpipe, Speakpipe dot com yes. slash she podcast, or you can just email feedback at she dot com. Record a little something on the phone. Tell us how much you love us. Or Katie, you can send us some feedback. We will play it because we've chatted about you this whole time. Um, we could yeah. do that. So um, anybody else that has anything to say? Again, feedback at she podcast dot com. Thank you to our sponsors, Boss Jock and. Uh, Audio editing solutions and check out Edgar Ed for Shep. <laughs> Ed for Shep. Ed for Shep. Ed for Sheep. Yes. And there was something else that I wanted to mention. Oh, also, I want you guys, if you live in the Mid Atlantic, and even if you don't, check out Podcast Mid Atlantic. The guy run, we're going to be a sponsor, and the guy who's running it is the he. Last year, the event was in a high school cafeteria, and let me tell you, it was one of the most fun events I've ever been to for that kind of venue. This year, he has a hotel, and it's going to be like a real conference and. I'm super excited about it. I'm going to be one of the featured speakers, but um, check it out. If you're going to be local, we'd love to see you. I'd love to see you. I know. At least, hopefully, Elsie can come, but I don't know. Anyway, bye. Thank you so bye. much for listening. Okay. Peace out. Bye. Yeah, wouldn't want to be a Bye. <laughs>